Hello, listeners. You are listening to another episode of That's Entertainment. I am your pop culture maven, and with me, as always, live from Hampton, Maine, is my Aunt Beth Woods. How is it going, Aunt Beth? It is going great. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm feeling the heat <laughs> from uh, all this great conversation we're having with each other. I know. Yeah. Um, so we're, uh, this is part two of our best TV comedies of the 2010s episode. So uh, usually on That's Entertainment, we pick a, a pop culture topic and discuss it according to the three Fs, first, favorite, and forever. But you've caught us in the middle of the for, the favorite section, uh, the first we covered in part one. So if you've missed that, go back in your feed one episode ago. Or if you would like to listen to it out of order, you can go ahead and jump with us right in here. Oh, and Empath, there was something I meant to mention to you at the top of part one. You know, this is sort of like the one-year anniversary of me pitching the idea of That's Entertainment to you. That it is, because you guys were up here right around 4th of July, right after 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking that when I was today. I said, oh, they would have been coming up this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. I can't believe it's a year ago. Wow. Wait, we've been doing it a while. We have, yeah. Or I think we we posted our first episode in October. I think was when we got around to it. Oh, okay. Was that the here end? we are? Yes. Here we are declaring the best TV of the past decade. Yeah, so I guess, do you want to jump right back into it? Yeah, we're jumping in and we're halfway there, so we're, I'm going to start with number five, number five. Nausea and fainting spell solved. You're pregnant. <laughs> but I've never had sex! Immaculata. You are Immaculata. What? No, Mama. But clearly she's Jane not a virgin. Of course I am. That's a mistake. This was a fun show to watch. It was Jane the Virgin. Came out in 2014. Just ended last year, I think. Um, and this was about a girl, Jane, who was a devout Catholic girl. And it's a funny premise. She's accidentally artificially inseminated. Um, and it's based on the um, telenovelas from, uh, I guess, from uh, Mexico, or I'm not sure if they're just in, or Latin America. Yeah, I think it takes inspiration from various countries. Yeah, it takes place in Miami, um, but um, she has her, she has a strong um Latin American background, or they're Latino, her family, and mostly, uh, so it's about her, you know, having, finding out that she's pregnant, and without having, you know, a uh, partner, well, actually, at the time, she does have a boyfriend, (laughs) finds out she's pregnant, Um, and then it's also a story of her strong relationship with her single mom and her grandmother so there's often scenes of the three women the three generations together um which is kind of i I found that really fun but then it's you know her her life um it spans 
her life as having a young child, um, having a partner. She does get married. She falls in love with, she has two men that she's in love with. So um, trying to find what she wants to do with her life um, and raising her son. And it's just, uh, I guess, uh, you know, I guess it is in the comedy, but it's mm -hmm. another one of those that, that I guess would be hard to categorize. It's, yeah. you know, it, it could be, I definitely wouldn't call it a drama, mm -hmm. but, um, I think the, the, the showrunners, they, they submitted it as a comedy at the Emmys. So okay. when they were forced to choose, that's what yeah, they chose. It is hard, but, um, Gina Rodriguez plays the lead and she was, she is just fabulous. She won, didn't she win a gold? I think she won a Golden Globe the Golden first Globe, yeah. year it came out. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was well-deserved. She is a great actress. That's the first thing I had ever seen her in. Mm -hmm. um, but I have friends of mine who started the season, the series, and just recently finished it. They started, and they just loved it. So it's, a, it's fun to watch. It's pretty pretty light. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a few few uh, heavier shows, but it's a pretty light show and it's a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. And it's fun. Her grandmother only speaks Spanish. So they, they speak in English to her, but she only speaks Spanish. So you have to read the, the subtitles to that. Right. And, uh, and well, I always have subtitles on even in shows where everyone's speaking English. Oh, you keep those on all the time? I yeah, remember you sometimes, sometimes people mumble. Yeah, I know certain shows. It's good for when you're watching something with an English accent. Yes. <laughs> I can't understand that anyway. Right. Okay, your turn. Okay, number five. Questions. The universe. Paternity tests. Salutations. Hi, my name is Amar White. You may know me from your dreams. Call this number below and get the answers you deserve. Atlanta. Not the city, but the show, although the show does take place in the city that it is named after. Uh, this was created by Donald Glover, who was previously best known as one of the stars of Community. And it's, uh, I believe he's described it as Twin Peaks for black people, Twin Peaks with black people. Either way, it works. Um, so it's a, uh, Donald, he's the creator and the star. He plays Ern. Uh, that is, uh, I don't think that's his given Christian name. That's his uh, nickname, but that's what everyone calls him. Well, it's short for Ernest. But anyway, he's a college dropout who starts becoming a manager for his cousin, Paperboy, who's a rapper. And it's about their adventures, along with their friend Darius and his earns on again, off again girlfriend Van. Their adventures around their hometown, and uh, they uh, sometimes things just get really weird. There's just there's always it's seems like just a realistic slice of life show, but then these bursts of surrealism pop in. There's this one episode, they're hanging out at the club, 
and then everyone's at, at the end of the episode they're out in the parking lot and an invisible car drives through the crowd and knocks a bunch of people over <laughs> and then another episode is all about paperboy getting a haircut but the the barber keeps getting called to run um errands by his family members and Paperboy's brought along and the, the episode ends with him just be, being or it progresses with him being driven around all over the city because he's got a discre- distracted barber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a bit of a show that can be um, changed from what it's all about from episode to episode while you know maintaining the same core of characters but yeah it's it's you know it's a it's an interesting hybrid mm-hmm. one that uh makes you laugh that tickles your funny bone your funny bone and tickles your brain it's won a lot of praise too i know that yeah it has uh, uh donald glover's won a few emmys for it moving along here number four number four number four your grades they have to become better I still passed. Barely. A C isn't barely passing. A C is a Jewish F. I love this show. And my niece Megan recommended it, or I wouldn't have heard of it. It was on Amazon Prime. It's called Red Oaks. Have you heard of it, Jeff? I have. Yes. She told us about it, and then my son Wesley and I watched it. It came out in 2014. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> it's a coming-of-age <laughs> comedy that takes place in the late 80s. And it's about a college student Um, and takes place in the summer and he works at a New Jersey country club, which is kind of fun that it's in New Jersey, Um, kind of reminiscent of American graffiti and diner where it's that, you know, it's kind of, although it's the whole summer, it's not just a one day, but it's, you know, the taking, enjoying that last summer, he's going going to be going away to college. And, um, you know, he's got a best friend. He's got a girlfriend that he's supposed to marry, but he has a crush on another girl. Um, The other girl's parents are played by Paul Reiser, who's always one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And um, his dad's played by Richard Kind. Uh Um, So it's the cast is great. The all the kids, his one of his his best friend reminds me of Jonah Hill a little bit. And. Uh It's just, Wesley just loved it as much as I did. It's just so much fun. You feel like you're in this, when you watch it, it feels like you're living in the summer and and just going back to your, well, for me, you're still in, but going back to your youth, you know, they, they, it's fun seeing them at the, some of them work um, at the tennis court, some work for the, at the golf club, some work at the pool as lifeguards. So you just kind of feel like you're, you know, just, I don't know, it just feels like a big summer party, kind of. And um, it's fun. The kid that plays the lead, I had never heard of, and he's actually English. I looked him up, but you wouldn't have known it. Uh, Craig Roberts? Yeah. His name is. And um, he's very good. Wikipedia so. is telling me he's Welsh. Oh, okay. Welsh. Well, you would. he does a very good American accent. Um, and I think that had three seasons. Um, but yeah, Wesley, it was really a lot of fun. A fun show if you want to just have a, you know, just to 
I know, just... We, we just had a lot of fun watching it. Oh. The, the coming-of-age genre is always uh, yeah, I think a crowd-pleaser. Yeah, probably one of my favorite genres. Okay, you're up. Okay, <clears throat> number four. Rick and Morty forever and forever, 100 years, Rick and Morty some things. Me and Rick and Morty running around in Rick and Morty time. All day long, forever. All, 100 days, Rick and Morty forever, 100 times. Over and over, Rick and Morty Adventures.com. www.rickandmorty.com. www Rick and Morty Adventures. All 100 years. Rick and Morty. This is an Adult Swim show that started in 2013, an animated sitcom co-created by Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. And lead characters are a grandfather-grandson duo. Uh, Rick is the grandfather, and he's a an alcoholic mad scientist. And Morty is his... Um, very teenage grandson. Uh, he has the, a lot of the characteristics that are typical of a teenage boy's uh, teenage boy's uh, obsessed with girls, and um, his libido can get in the way of things, the adventures that they get to. But this is kind of like a mashup of Back to the Future and Doctor Who. It's like, what <laughs> if <laughs> Doc Brown and Marty McFly were grandson and uh, or grandfather and grandson, and also Doc Brown were alcoholic and emotionally abusive. Oh, and then what if they were taking uh, every episode, they were taking a trip through the multiverse so they could go anywhere and visit any alien species that they wanted to. And it's, uh, it, it, um, with each sci-fi premise that it comes up with for each particular episode, you know, whether they're, uh, um, it sets us a, a challenge, sets up a challenge for itself and then takes it in these really wild direct, really wild and bold directions that more often than not, I find satisfying. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of inspiration from the, the classics of science fiction, um, you know, there's an episode that's inspired by Jurassic Park and another one that's like, what if M. Night Shyamalan made an episode about mind-controlling aliens? What would the twist be like? And uh, then there, there's uh, lots of a surprising amount of uh, character development over the course of episodes. Um, it's... Uh, an interesting examination of like what it's it's it means to be an alcoholic and what that's what that does to your familial relationships. You know, we also meet um, Morty's parents, so uh, Rick's daughter and her husband, and then Rick's sister Summer. She also comes along for some of the adventures. So it's it's in, an intense family dramedy as well as a wacky sci-fi cartoon i didn't realize it was that intense yeah it gets heavy yeah <laughs> who voices them anybody famous or uh so both rick and morty are, are voiced by justin roiland who um is 
one of the co-creators. And then uh, Morty's mom, Beth, is voiced by Sarah Chalk, who's best known for Scrubs. And her husband, uh, Jerry, is voiced by Chris Parnell. And Summer is voiced by Spencer Grammer, who's uh, Kelsey's daughter. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I think she was also known for Greek, the uh, ABC Family Show. Oh. Sheesh, I had no idea what that was show was even about. I know people love it, but I didn't even know. <laughs> I think one yeah. of your sons is a big fan. Rory <laughs> loves it. Yeah. I'm sure if Riley, Riley might watch it, too. Okay, number three, number three, number three. You might recognize Dean from The Grinder. Grinder, Grinder. Are you Grinder? I was, once upon a time. This show is called The Grinder. Oh boy. <laughs> from 2015. I'm just laughing thinking about it. I would not normally choose a one season show because I feel like. I don't know. I, I feel like more of some of these deserve to be on the list because they really, you know, were on longer. But this show I just loved so much. So Rob, <laughs> Rob Lowe, I think it was his best role I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. He, oh, God, it was so funny. He plays, um, he was a Hollywood movie star, and he was on well, Hollywood star. I mean, he, he was on a TV show where he played a lawyer and the show ends and he, for, I guess, I don't remember exactly if the show gets canceled or what, but he comes back to his hometown and moves in with his brother, who's played by Fred Savage, who I also love. And his brother and his dad are both real lawyers. Right. And, he, and he thinks, <laughs> Rob Lowe thinks, since he played a lawyer on TV, that he can be a lawyer too. And so they start having, he, he goes into their, to work and starts trying to practice law. And whoever wrote this, I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't look up, I should have, the creator's, the writing was fantastic. There was, I remember some of the shows, the timing of the jokes were just incredible. And the Fred Savage, I'd never seen him in this, this really funny role like this either. And then the girl who played his wife was really good. And Mary Elizabeth Ellis. Have you seen her in other things? Yeah, she's she was uh, um she has a recurring role on um It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. She was on she's on another one season show, uh, Perfect Couples. Oh, all right, because she looked familiar, but she was very funny. And this show, I just did not want this to end. I was so disappointed when it was canceled. It just cracked me yeah. up. I know you liked it too. I did, yeah. Oh. I considered it, but yeah, it was. Oh, it was man. just being one season that. Yeah, but I just hard to include it over longer shows. I know that's why I pre- pre- prefaced it with that, but it's like I'm putting this on my list because I hadn't laughed on in a show like that in mm-hmm. so long. And uh, Wesley only saw a few. He must have been home when I was watching it, and I remember telling him about it. And he watched it. And he thought it was hysterical too. So I wonder if it, it's gonna, if I could ever find it on anything. 
because I'd love to rewatch some of them. Um, I was looking to see if it was streaming anywhere recently, and I couldn't yeah. find it. So. Oh yeah, because yeah. I would definitely, definitely rewatch the yeah. season. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love seeing Fred Savage in. The, well, then we saw that. What was that show? That what's happening with Fred Savage? What he just was hilarious. Happened? Yeah, he was hilarious in that too. Yeah. I never saw him that side of him. But all right, well that was my third choice. So I have a feeling I might be doing a little better on your last four choices here, but we'll see. Okay. We will see. All right, here we go. Number three. My name is Nathan Fielder, and I graduated from one of Canada's top business schools with really good grades. Now, I'm using my knowledge to help struggling small business owners make it in this competitive world. Nathan, for you. This is a Comedy Central show. It ran for four seasons from uh, 2013 to 2017. It's um, a very unique show that's a little hard to describe, but it's uh, it starred Nathan Fielder as himself, or a semi-fictionalized version of himself. It's sort of a parody of like business improvement shows um so he plays he positions himself as a consultant who goes out to real businesses and comes up with wacky ideas for them to put into place and then plays it out and sees what happens they're kind of like most of them are publicity stunts um and it's a mixture of reality show and uh, sort somewhat fictional uh, comedy because the place, the businesses he goes to are real businesses and they do actually implement his ideas in real life. Like one of the early episodes, he goes to a frozen yogurt shop and has them come up with a poop flavored yogurt. Oh, God. Uh, which got intent, uh, got some attention, and actually several episodes um, of uh, well, not the episode so much as like the the plans that he put into action ended up getting news coverage before people even realized that they were part of Nathan for You episodes. Like there was the the dumb Starbucks episode where he went to um, this like. Uh, independent coffee shop and had them decorate themselves just like a Starbucks uh, location, but they put not, or they put dumb in front of every menu item. So it's the dumb Starbucks in the front of the store and inside it says dumb latte, dumb grande, dumb frappuccino. And that spiraled out, got a lot of media attention. People were like, what is this place that's actually calling itself Dumb Starbucks? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, ultimately, it was kind of about um, just how humans behave in odd interactions. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Nathan is kind of an awkward individual, and he, he played up his awkwardness for the show. And... Um, got people to admit weird things. There's this one person who admitted that she had sex with a ghost. Oh, God. <laughs> hmm. 
how did had he been in anything before this? Like, how do these people get uh, their shows? He, I think he, his biggest credit up to that point was a, a Canadian show called I think it's called This Hour Has Twenty Two Minutes, which I think was like a sort of like a Canadian Daily Show is like a, a news parody. Oh, okay. But yeah, this I I had not heard of him before, Nathan. For you. Mm-hmm. Crazy that mm-hmm. can get your own show though like that. Comedy Central t- occasionally gives people a shot like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't remember Send you talking. Send it back over to you. Okay, number two, number two. We're getting down there. Dad. I'm sorry. Was I being proud of you too loud? All right, so I'm not going to say a lot about this show because we did a whole show about it, but I have Modern Family. <laughs> From 2009, and we did the podcast on this about, what, a couple shows ago in April. Um, So it's just about three different but related families and all the comedy that ensues. And um, it lasted for 11 years, and I think what I said about, I might have said about it at the time was that uh, every week I laughed out loud, so that to me is a sign of a great comedy. I mean, the writing I thought was fantastic. The characters were fantastic, the acting. I mean, there was always, and the way they just all interacted and, and how everything kind of tied together, it just was great. And mm. I just, I really loved it. So I'm going to miss it next year, next September. Let me... See if I can challenge you quick. What uh, do a joke or a bit that you can remember off the top of your head from Modern Family? Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember. Oh, then the last show. What did he say? He asked for. Oh, uh, they were at a party. Um, I Phil think I know and, what you're trying to think of when Phil but, says something. Yeah, Phil and Claire were at a party and. The waiter came by and he says, would you like a little quiche? Yes. <laughs> Phil said, he gave him a kiss or something. Right. Oh, God, just little stupid stuff, but it just like the same. It has to hit your funny bone a certain way. And right. for some reason, that show tickled my funny bone. It was the same. It was mine, and I think it would have been – I don't know why your dad never watched it because I feel like it was his humor. Phil would definitely have touched his humor. Because yeah. he, he had that same, <laughs> it's so corny, but in a funny way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was my number two. Okay. Oh, here we go. My number two. Perhaps I simply understood from the darkest corner of my soul that these pancakes couldn't kill me because I was already dead. A little show called Review. Another oh comedy central show. See, uh, I'm missing. I don't know where these other shows are that I picked of yours, Jeff. Hmm. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it when. Yes. Run over your predictions. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. A couple of these selections were kind of under the radar shows, and this was definitely one of them. But the few people who did watch it absolutely loved it. This uh, show starred Andy Daly as life reviewer Forrest McNeil, 
uh, each episode would. So there was a show within the show, also called Review. Uh, audience members would send him in suggestions of any aspect of life that they wanted him to review. And no matter what they suggested, he would uh, go out and experience it and give it a rating on a scale of one to five stars. So um, in the first episode, he's asked to review stealing, drug addiction, and going to the prom. So he goes out and actually does these things. Um, and we also see what's going on in his real life. He's married. He has a son. And his dedication to this show isn't exactly healthy for his personal life. Um, in fact, in the third episode of the series, he's first asked to review eating 15 pancakes in one sitting, which uh, doesn't go very well. And then the next thing he's asked, he's asked to review is getting divorced. Oh, man. So he actually goes through and divorces his wife because he's made that commitment to his show. Okay. And that made me realize this show is incredibly ambitious. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be this light, goofy thing about someone being like, oh, what would it be like to review everything else? Instead of reviewing movies and books, what if we reviewed, you know running around or spending a day in the park or something. But no, it, it got, um, it wrote itself into some crazy corners and then followed through on all the consequences. Jeez, but it was funny though. <laughs> it doesn't it's, sound very funny. Um, <laughs> it had a mix of, uh, it was so, I mean, those really intense moments were just, they, those were, they were kind of breathtaking when he actually went through with um, wow. uh, divorcing his wife. And, well, here's the kicker. Here's the punchline. After that, after being asked to review divorce, the next thing he was asked to review was eating 30 pancakes in one sitting. Oh, God. <laughs> and so after... after being forced to give up a happy happy wife with a light uh, happy life with a wife he loved very much he then uh, he just felt he didn't have anything left to lose so he absolutely devoured all of those pancakes and uh, gave that experience a very high rating but uh, I'll kind of illustrate how um, what the humor is like. It was often dark. His father-in-law was played by our beloved Fred Willard. Oh. And one episode, he was asked to review going to space. So they um, bought a ticket to like a commercial space exploration uh, company. And he brought along his father-in-law. But he didn't put his seatbelt on properly. So as soon as they launched, Fred Willard shot up into the air, hit his head, and died instantly. It's really dark. And then the rest of the episode, while they're, everyone else is enjoying space, there's also a dead body floating around. Oh, my God. So I thought this was real. This guy, this is not... So when this guy is reviewing these things, this isn't really true. 
thought you said no, it was it's, a real thing. Oh, okay. It's within in the show within yeah. the show. It's okay. real. Okay. But, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, no, Andy okay. Daly, the actor, he didn't ruin his life. Okay. okay. Although okay. actually, he, he committed himself pretty hard, and I think got injured occasionally. Oh jeez. But uh, he he didn't divorce his wife. Actually. Okay, I thought he really did. That's what I was. Oh, that sounds crazy. Sheesh. All right. So we we'll finally made it to the mountaintop. All right, number one, number one. Oh, hello you. I'm filming television's Moira Rose. Won't you join me for a little stroll through the slice of paradise I like to call the town where I currently am? My favorite show of the last decade is Schitt's Creek. Oh, boy. Uh, started in 2015. I, I just started it last summer. I have to say I started it, though, before all the hoo-ha about it. Everybody, I think I started before everybody else did. <laughs> Not before people started watching it, but it seemed like it just caught on, like, I don't know when it was. But I had, was reading about it and said, oh, I'm going to start watching it um, on Netflix. And then, like, later it got crazy. But anyway, it is people hadn't been heard about it. Johnny Rose is played by Eugene Levy and he's a video store magnet and suddenly finds himself broke. So he and his family are forced to move to a town that they had purchased kind of as a joke many years ago, which is called Schitt's Creek. I call it kind of a fish out of water story, mm -hmm. um, you know, where they moved to this town, there were this rich family, and this is kind of a Hicksville town, I guess you would call it. And oh, it's just, it's hard to describe. It's got so much heart. It's so funny. It grows on you. You know, it took, um, I tell people when they start watching it, it does take you a few episodes to get into it. And each, each season gets deeper and deeper by that, where you start to love these characters so much. Mm -hmm. They grow so much, uh, and it's it's just done so well that you really do believe in their growth, mm -hmm. um, you know, and how it's just basically how they interact with the people in their community. And, um, but it's the, you know, it's, so Dan Levy, who was the other, he had created it with his dad. And, and it's just, uh, you can just kind of feel it pouring out of him. It's, he's, it's just done so well. How far are you now on it, Jeff? I, I believe I'm two episodes into season two. Okay, so you've still got a ways to go. Are you, are you I, might, I might finish it by the end of, end of the year. Are you enjoying it? As a, I am. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, it's on my regular rotation. I watch one or two episodes per week, typically. Okay. okay. Do you feel like it, like how I was describing it, it's yeah. better and better? Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the first couple episodes, they, the characters felt pretty cartoonish, but now by this point they're like, oh, they're recognizable humans. Yeah. You know, they have strange characteristics, but I see <laughs> the humanity. Catherine O'Hara is just priceless. I just can't. Even. Oh, so if anybody out there hasn't watched it yet, I just rec 
truly recommend it. It's just such a great show. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> it's well worth it. Yeah. Is the final season on Netflix yet? Do you know? Um, I think it's not till January. It was on Pop TV right. when it came out, and I don't know if it's still on demand, but I don't think it comes to Netflix till January of 2021. Okay. In the so. meantime, I believe all the previous oh, yeah. seasons are yeah. on there. Yeah. So, all right. If I'm wrong with your number one choice, then I'm really going to be shooting myself. So, well. I, I'll be, I don't think my number one is a surprise, but uh, we'll find out in a second. So, number one. Ice not included, some assembly required. Lines between perception, desire, and reality may become blurred, redundant, or interchangeable. Characters may hook up with no regard for your emotional investment. Some episodes too conceptual to be funny. Some too funny to be immersive, and some so immersive they still aren't funny. Consistency between seasons may vary. Viewers may be measured by a secretive obsolete system based on selected participants keeping handwritten journals of what they watch. Show may be canceled and moved to the internet where it turns out tens of millions were watching the whole time. May not matter. Fake commercial may end with disclaimer gag which may descend into vain Chuck Lorre-esque rant by narcissistic creator. Creator may be unstable. Therapist may have told creator this is not how you make yourself a good person. Life may pass by while we ignore or mistreat those close to us. Those close to us may be those watching. Those people may want to know I love them, but I may be incapable of saying it. Contains pieces the size of a child's esophagus. NBC sitcom, and also Yahoo screen for one season, Community. Started in 2009, but it uh, lasted until 2015, so the majority of its episodes aired in the 2010s. Uh, this is about a group of friends at a community college in Colorado, although it wasn't always obvious that it took place in Colorado because sometimes you could see palm trees in the background. Um, but anyway, it was um, about a group of friends uh, brought together by uh, Jeff Winger, who was a lawyer who was forced to go back to college because it was revealed that he had faked his diploma. He went to, he got one from Columbia, but now he needed one from America. <laughs> so in the first episode, it starts with him trying to sleep with Britta, who's played by Gillian Jacobs. And then uh, this other fellow in his Spanish class, Abed, played by Danny Putty, he thinks, so the study group is just a ruse for him to get in Britta's pants, but Abed thinks it's an actual study group, so he brings along some other uh, people from their class. There's Annie, played by Allison Bree, Shirley, played by Brown, and uh, Pierce Hawthorne, played by Chevy Chase. And then, uh, you know, so things, when they first gather, things are a little rocky because they're brought there under false pretenses, but eventually they become genuine friends who hang out for several years together while going to school there. Mm -hmm. And uh, while uh, being friends, they also um, act out homages to some of their favorite movies and TV shows. And uh, so Community, it started out as a show about a community college, but uh, then it ultimately became a TV show about TV shows. And for me personally, it was... Uh, a, a show called Community led me to find of other fans. A lot of uh, I have spent a lot of my time in the past decade commenting on 
various sites with fellow fans of the show and some of us uh, actually have uh, gotten to be close friends with each other even if we haven't met each other in person and one of them was actually a guest on this very podcast Stephen Grade who was uh, on our Jeopardy episode that's how you met him through the yeah yeah, we met through um, commenting on AV Club reviews of Community Um, yes this the community's not just been rewarding a rewarding viewing experience for me. It's also been a rewarding community building experience yeah. for me. Wow. That's sweet. It's fun to find people that share your your enthusiasm enthusiasm about something like that. Yes. Yeah. And now I'm gonna Let's hope my dad is nearby. It's fine. Time to reveal the moment of truth and see how your predictions went. Well, I'm wondering about two big ones that aren't on the list, and I'm and I'm wondering why they aren't. But maybe you're not considering them comedies, or but we talked about sketch shows. Well. I did. I mean, I made a list of my 25 favorite shows of the year. So in all genres, I posted that on my blog. Um, I think 20 of those entrants were comedies. So there were a lot of close calls that didn't quite make it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then still even beyond that, there were some others that I wish I had space for. So, Well, yeah, the 10 I included on this list aren't the only ones I um, I liked from the decade. Yeah, I had a cross-off. I had Community on here. I had um, Suburgatory was near the tenth, like top 10. I had a Speechless. I, I liked Better Things. I really love that. You watch that, right? All right. So joining us now from Yardley, Pennsylvania, it's... Uh, I hope we didn't wake him. My dad's not alone. It's very important information. I've been waiting anxiously. Wait, your voice isn't... Uh-oh, he's frozen, I think. Hello? Wait, what happens when he's... Fro- you're frozen. Oh. Yes. Hello? Hi, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you're. we can hear you, but your face is frozen. To oh. Work. Not frozen for me though. Oh, it isn't. Okay. Oh. So you hear me. I can hear you, but I your face isn't moving with your voice. Uh, now you are. Now you're okay. Okay. Okay now. Isn't that better? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Bob. I didn't do as well as I thought. Oh my. I know. He I think it's good. A few, I thought so too, and he left, but he'll have to comment. He left out two that I really am shocked with, but you can go over them and see. So, okay. So, so Joe already revealed his list? Yeah. Yeah, so we, we already finished revealing both of our lists. Okay. So, should he read you mine or what? I think, Dad, well, I mean, we can. Do you want to go over yours again? No, no. I mean, should 
he read you. Oh, to my dad. Read. Yeah, yours. yeah, Dad, you read the predictions. And <laughs> okay, I'll say what, if, they, if any of those were correct. Okay, this is what Beth has predicted. Number one, community. Correct. That is correct. Number two, SNL. That didn't make it. Yeah, oh, okay. I can't believe SNL didn't make it. Okay. Number three, whose line is it anyway? And I can't believe that didn't make it. Oh, okay. Number four, Rick and Morty. That made it. That was number four. Oh, okay. Number five, Nathan for you. That I made it. That in third. Okay. I still made it though, yeah. Okay. Number six, Billy on the street. Uh, that didn't make it, but it was it would have been the next okay. the next ten. Oh, okay. uh, number seven, documentary now. I had that yeah. in ninth. Okay. Um, just getting on the list, I think, is yeah. good. Number eight was Portlandia. Uh, that didn't quite make it. Okay. Number nine was Bojack Horseman. That was uh, seventh. Okay. And number 10 was Last Man on Earth. Uh, that didn't make it. Okay. I got half. I got five. Okay. And then, do you want to know your honorable mention? I sent I sent five like um. What did I call them? Alternates. Oh. <laughs> they, they were the middle, broad city, blackish, wet hot American summer first day of camp, and the Goldbergs. None um, of those were on on there though. That it didn't help. Middle broad city blackish. But on American Summer and what was the last one? The Goldbergs. Goldberg. Uh, the middle was, out of those, the middle was closely considered. I don't know. So what happened to Who's Line and SNL? Well, they would be very high on my favorite shows of all time lists. But just judging them by their 2010s output, they, I, they didn't. Quite uh, 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 to the, the others. Oh, I got from 2010 to 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I th so okay. But um, yeah, Billy, Billy on the street was definitely a good guess. That's that's one that you know it makes me wish it could have been you know at least 20 shows long. Yeah, and then Portlandia wasn't one of your. Um, that was in the mix of what I considered, but it was, um, that was, I'd say that was a show that at its best was excellent, but at its worst was kind of meh, so, okay. um, but that would, that would make, um, I'd say, a, maybe a top 30 of the decade. Okay. And what about Last Man on Earth? Um, well, that's an interesting one. That's um, that's one that had a lot of moments I loved, but there were some definitely some other shows that I loved more than it. So the ones Bob that I did, he had Bob's Burgers. These are the ones I didn't get of his: Man Seeking Woman, oh, Bas yeah. Baskets, Atlanta, and Review. <laughs> Those were oh. hard ones. I could. Re I should have. Atlanta might have been one. I yeah. But the other ones. Um, I, don't I am proud of you uh, on guessing Nathan for you. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. So, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. 
He used to talk. I remember him talking about that down at the shore. So, do you want to hear my list? Sure. Quick. I'll just. So I'll go from. Well, you want me to go one to ten or ten to one? Start with one. Okay. One. Schitt's Creek. Modern Family. Modern Family. Um, the Grinder, which was a show that was only on for one season with oh. Rob Lowe that we loved. Red Oaks. Did you ever watch that? Sorry? It's called Red Oaks, which I want you to watch. Megan told us about it. It was on Prime Video, and it takes place. It's a coming-of-age story that takes place in the 80s at a New Jersey country club. Oh, yeah, I'm vaguely familiar with that one. Paul Reiser. Oh, my God. We oh, yeah. And I loved it. And Richard Kind. Okay, so that was number four. Jane the Virgin. Um, the Middle. Atypical. Mom. Glow. Oh. I had a tie for 10th. I had um, Glee and Young Sheldon. Oh, okay. Not a Big Bang. I don't like Big Bang Theory at all. I never watched it, but I love Young Sheldon. <laughs> it's Ian, you know, the kid who plays yeah. He's so funny. And then Annie, um, what's her name? Potts. Potts plays Mima, who is hilarious if you ever want to watch it. So, who, what would, do you know what you'd pick for your number one comedy? Comet? I really hadn't given it much thought. So, um, no, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's I really don't know. Okay. And I haven't seen your movie choices yet. Oh, I sent them to Jeff. I did post it on Instagram. Yeah, I, can, I can also send, I, can can send you, I took a picture of it too, and I can send it to Can you send it to me? To you. I don't have Actually, you know what I, I did 10, but I didn't, I didn't rank them. I oh, found find that very hard to to actually rank and say, oh, this better than that. Uh, you know? Would you pick a number one though? At least. Uh, um, um, maybe Inception. Oh. Because I thought that, that was so, so different. Was you that know. yours, Jeff? That what? was my number one. Yeah, yeah, that was Jeff's number one. He really thought that was, you know, really different and i also said lincoln lincoln i thought that was the greatest acting job oh, I that, you. that yeah years you know i, I thought remember that, you said that like, to me you said you're like he didn't just act he like embodied him <laughs> that I knew what lincoln was like but that seemed to me that yeah. wasn't acting he was inhabiting he inhabited the role yeah and so here I've got, I just brought up the, your list, Dad. Oh, okay. You also had Argo, The Social Network, La La, La Land, Spotlight, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, St. Vincent, Impossible, and you already mentioned Inception and Lincoln. Impossible. And wrote, the, what's the Impossible or just, is that what it's called? The the uh, tidal wave one is that, yeah, that was really yeah. good. I like that and Saint Vincent I forgot I love that with Bill Murray yeah. that was really good with the little yeah. kid so listen any other yeah. listeners out there if you've got your movie list or your TV list now send them to us yeah I could come up with a drama list better than a comedy list so I'll, are you doing that next 
Yeah, that's our next yeah, one. That's... You don't watch that many comedies, do you? No, not really. Yeah. There's not as... There haven't been as many great ones. Yeah. I'm watching The Politician on um, Netflix. Are you watching that? Season two. Yeah. We saw a um, trailer for it, and Bette Midler looks so funny um, that we were intrigued by it. Did you watch the first one? No, and we didn't watch it. Oh, it's kind of funny. The first, I, she, her name's Hadassah. It mm. sounds like such a funny name. But. Who's the star? Um, ben Platt, who was in... Um, yeah. What's the one? Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. He's yeah. good. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's in it, and um, yeah, I go back and forth. I don't, sometimes I, I liked. I think I liked the first season better, but um, it's funny though. So anyway, all right. Are you? Do you have what Santana albums do you have? Oh, we can. We should be taping this part. <laughs> I'm afraid to buy you any album CDs now for your birthday because I'm afraid you're going to have them. Well, I have a Braxis early one, and then I have the one with um, the the one that he had with uh, Rob Thomas. Okay. One. Okay, those are the only ones you have. I think so. I mean, he did. He's probably got about fifty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dad, do you want to stay with us for? Quick for the last section, or do you want to? Um, what, is, what is that one? Oh, we're just so about we've the got the, the we've got the forever section left. So oh. now we're looking into the future and wondering what the 2020s in TV comedy will look like. So we're gonna. Uh, we're I will gonna, say, I will bid adieu now. Okay. okay. All right. And happy Christmas. Oh, don't forget to watch Hamilton tomorrow night. I, yes, I'll be watching Hamilton. We'll be glued to our TVs. I can't wait. It'll be, okay. it'll be the first of many viewings. Yes, I know. And I'm glad you got to enjoy the wedding on the... Yeah. It was like it was fun watching other families watching and other people yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll talk to okay, you soon. Thank you guys. Bye. All right. Okay, bye. Thanks, Dad. Tell Sue bye. You're welcome. Bye. All right, let's yeah, let's finish because I get, we've been two hours here, so okay. So we we're talking about did um, you what we're watching now and if we yeah think, what uh, comedies we've loved so far in 2020 and if we think they'll be if they'll make our list of the the best of the 2020s. Well, I wasn't as optimistic as I was in when I looked it over of what I've been watching and. In 2010, um, right now, what I've been watching for—it's funny because when you say comedies, I usually first think of sitcoms, and so mm-hmm. sitcoms now I'm watching The Connors. Um, the only new one is The Unicorn. Are, are, have you watched uh, that? Yes. Um, yeah. American Housewife, Mom, and Young Sheldon. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, those I've already put on the list, Mom and Young Sheldon. Then ones that aren't um, sitcoms are, I mentioned The Politician and then The Kaminsky Method and Dead to Me. Uh-huh. Um, none of those, you know, stand out that I'd probably put on the list. I mean, they're all enjoyable, but nothing 
that I'm like, oh, this is like my favorite show. So, but it's only the first year. It's only 2020. So we'll have to yeah. see. And How I about you? Only... Really love so far? Or... There's a couple. Yeah, I was just going to say, look, I think Community was the only show that actually aired in 2010 of all the shows that I picked. Mm-hmm. So, but there, yeah, the I'd say my two favorite comedies of 2020 so far are um, Never Have I Ever and uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Oh, I heard Never Have I Ever is good. I think is you'd that, like that a lot. On Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. So if those two continue to have as uh, strong seasons as they started out, as I think they'll, they okay. could definitely be on a best of the decade list. Okay. I'll have to look for, are they both on Netflix too? Uh, what we do in the shadows is on FX. Oh, um, okay. That wraps up part two. Yes. And everything of uh, our favorite TV comedies. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so next time we'll be covering the the best TV dramas of the 2010s, and that uh, should also be a two-parter. Okay. Anyway, I've got Beth, you... mine picked, but I haven't written up about them yet too. So. I've so. still got I've got like the last couple. I've got there's like four or five fighting for the last. couple. I know so. it's so hard to narrow them down. That's the problem. You have them, but okay. And do you have anything to promote? Or... No. Well, you did to... mention Hamilton on Disney. Oh, Plus. yes. That, that's what I was going to say. So, yeah, people, that's on tomorrow. I'm excited about that. That's the thing I'm Well, actually, it'll be already be on there by the time this uh, the episode is ready to go. Yeah. July 3rd. Does it, so once, is it all continually then? As of, Do you know how long it'll be available for? Uh, to, for as long as Disney Plus lasts. Oh, so once it's after July 3rd, you could just keep watching it? Pretty just much, keep, I think. Oh, all right. People were asking me that. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, you can uh, read some of my best of the decade list. I've got some other things I've, I've posted, like the best TV episodes and the best TV performances of the decade, if you want to check out that, go to jmoney.com. And um, Aunt Beth, do you want to say goodnight to everyone? Yes, goodnight. What is goodnight? And it's time for bed. I hope you enjoy our lists and yes. laughing. Get to, get to binging these shows and get to laughing at them. Yeah. And remember right. to uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. And uh, send us any reviews. And if you do review us on uh, iTunes or wherever, we'll read your review on the air. And um, keep your remotes handy and your eyes open.